So then, gents, we have reached, are we going to call it a pause in proceedings at this point, do we think? Um, a goodbye, but not a farewell is probably the best way to put it. Yeah. A see yeah. ya. Say? A see ya. A see ya. Yeah. But, um, see you soon. Yeah, we've decided to have a little break from the Father Nature podcast after nearly two years, actually. Um, further than you ever thought, Rob? Definitely. Like, when I think about the first one, it feels like a lifetime ago now. Like, mm. you know, we were still in lockdown. You know, well, our first podcast was about emerging from lockdown, wasn't mm. it? And it feels yeah. like... Yeah, lockdown lessons. Yeah, life's moved on. And yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, we've done so much more than I thought we ever would, really. And it's been, it's been great. Mm. When I first mooted this to you, can you remember what you initially thought? Oh, well, I, I, for me, it was quite intimidating because, as you know, I'm not the most techie guy in the world. And uh, I, I, I thought this was going to transport me sort of quite far out of my sort of comfort zone. Um, even though I have to say sort of as soon as I could get my head round the, the sort of technical side of it, which, of course, you've done most of, I've only had to sort of turn up. But... Um, it's it's been fabulous and, and and really engaging for me and and sort of it's it's just lovely to be able to sort of share the things that sort of um, give me a bit of a buzz with a, a wider audience and in in a different way, especially as someone who's really into their what you might call the sounds of the countryside. We've been able to throw throw a few sounds in here and there, which mm. is you you can't do that via the written word. What do you remember from that first conversation, Rob? Well, I remember thinking it was going to make us millions and it was a great <laughs> idea. And then obviously it the turns first... out it's made us billions. Yeah. The first two episodes, you know, I got the new car, the new house, and it has <laughs> mm. dried up a bit in the last few episodes. But no, I think it's been, uh, you know, more profitable than we could have ever dreamt. <laughs> <laughs> so this really is a celebration of all we've done on the father nature pod up to this point and as you say we don't really know um if we'll pick it up again in the future at some point um or if it will take on another form the instagram page is going to stay up so i'm sure that will be updated as well um so we're just going to look back on some of the things that we've learned a few things that we've changed to our lifestyles and a few highlights as well so it's going to be a shorter episode than usual but let's start Rob I think I think let's start with you because from our point of view this was really interesting coming into it because obviously father did these things in his life anyway and was teaching us basically um, and then we were passing that knowledge on to as many people that listened but primarily we were trying to take his advice on board do you feel like we ever got some sense out of Father? <laughs> I think we did as best as anyone could expect. Yeah. Um, no, Under these conditions. Exactly. No, it's been so valuable. Like when I, I think going back to your question of what did I first think when we first mooted the idea, like I think that was at a time, yeah, obviously in lockdown, um, for me, I was just starting to run more outside in nature and I had a few house plants and that, and I, th- and I think we both read the same book, Jasper, but I was just reading about the benefits of nature and how it, how it can benefit your mental health and just general well-being. And when I look back now, I think my view of, of that 
was so narrow really because yeah like I say to me it was getting out on a walk because we'd done a load of that you know everyone was doing that in lockdown getting out on his runs when I could having some house plants bringing the outdoors in and, and that to me was like enough of a spark to be like there's something in this there's a lot in this really and then you know and so to to your question uh, to yeah to answer your question like where we've taken the pod and some of the depth and like the breadth of what we've covered with regards to nature and it's been yeah it's it's taught me so much like and I was thinking about this today like you know what what have I taken from the pod and something I've never really clocked onto is just the term human nature like and it's really what I've learned probably above all else is just like how true that phrase is like humans belong in nature like it's literally in our dna and if you take that element out of a human like they suffer and they're not going to thrive as much and i think um that's the biggest thing i've taken from it and you know on a more like micro level like the facts and everything that john has been teaching us in within each episode about what's relevant to that season or the topic is just mind-blowing like Mm. when we think about you know the detail and the the processes and everything that that nature is going through at any one time it's fascinating and it's just it's easy to kind of walk past nature and not think much of it but actually there's so much happening at any one time that again that's that's one of the biggest things i've taken from it mm. mate that was really profound yeah thank you <laughs> thank you for those kind words <laughs> I, it does remind me as well rob because when we were talking actually about sort of you know you might call the idea of the podcast would be it was all about trying to find this connection with um nature and i i think the point that we were trying to get over is that it is all around us it doesn't matter where we live it doesn't matter whether we're in um the countryside in a town or in a city you know nature will be all around us but the important thing and i think you alluded to this a little bit is we just need to take a bit of time um, to identify with that nature and indeed to allow it to have what what we might think of as a therapeutic effect on us. And um, hence, you know, we, we had in the early days the concept of adopting a bit of a, um, a sit spot so that we could actually finally take the time to sit and bask and sort of just watch, listen smell feel and observe nature and and it's so sort of double barrel because a you find out that so much is going on b you come away from that situation doesn't matter what season of the year it is just feeling so much better in yourself you know it's a it's sort of forest bathing but in a more sort of uh widespread sort of manner really so um i and i think sort of somehow um maybe by sort of <laughs> luck more than judgment we we managed to keep those themes rolling as you say it was throughout some complex times like sort of when looking at issues like coming out of lockdown adapting to new lifestyles um coping with sort of like ups and downs of going through the seasons particularly winter and that sort of thing so so yes it was it was quite a good little package really I think for me, I've just become a lot more aware of nature. So, and started to ask myself, for example, like if I'll go outside and I'll hear 
a particular bird singing or a group of birds singing, like becoming aware of that and actually then asking why a bit more. So why are they singing now? Or what is it that's made them start singing more? Um, and I think that that kind of just, even that surface knowledge that you get when you kind of listen to you speaking, it's not, you don't have to know a great deal to actually be able to appreciate nature just on the surface level, I don't think. But I don't think a lot of people in particularly our generations maybe even have that surface level. Um, and it's amazing how much more aware you become of it when you start to just delve into the topic even just a little bit, I think. Mm, yeah, I think I agree. Because it can be, and I get this a lot when I'm running my bird, um, bird song courses and things. And I think people can be quite easily and quite understandably sort of intimidated by the sheer vastness and diversity of nature and and they they kind of get this feeling that they need to know uh, what every bird is when it's singing or to be able to identify every tree by its leaves or you know be able to look and identify every single flower going but there, there really isn't the need um, that I think the the most positive thing is that if you can look at something, hear something, smell something, and actually recognise its significance or beauty, however it affects you, then you're done and dusted. That's brilliant. Such things will, you know, if they really light your fire, that will be enough to encourage you to go back and look it up a bit more, to investigate it a bit more. Um, you know, if... If it takes your fancy, you'll, you'll take these things further. But a lot of people are actually very happy literally just to hear birds. You know, they don't need to put a name to it. And, you know, I don't blame them. As one of my friends said many, many years ago when I was teaching him some bird song, um, and uh, I'd said wrongly, oh, it's quite important to know the difference between this one and that one sort of thing. And he sort of kind of, I think he was getting to that stage where he was saturated with birdsong. And he said, well, not really. He said, you don't need to know painted a picture to appreciate its beauty sort of thing. And I thought, yeah, that's a, mm. probably a good analogy, that. Yeah, that's nice. I think another nice thing when you're dealing with this topic is that it stays as relevant, you know, in 10, 20, 30, 50 years' time as it is on the day that you actually speak about it as well. Because, mm. you know over a great period of time obviously nature changes and adapts and in in the period that we're talking about you know you could imagine picking up this podcast in 10 or 20 years time and actually still being able to learn the lessons or even the next generation you know if mm. rob and i uh one day uh, have our own kids then well, I think you'll be a nice become thing. father nature <laughs> and then john yeah. grandfather nature <laughs> that is the natural progression no, rubber um, be uncle nature or whatever yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um but i'm sure you know it's something that they'll either appreciate or um or think is really embarrassing so, um, <laughs> yeah well there could be i mean it's one of those things it's i i guess sort of you, with me, when I when I'm thinking about nature, I I have no expectation that people will be necessarily enthusiasts or get the same out of it as me. But I I think what's what often happens is that um, 
people just haven't accessed it to know whether they're interested in it or not. They've it's literally what sort of metaphorically speaking, nature has been like a kind of wallpaper, and uh, so they they're not necessarily aware of it. And it's it's only when you sort of like uh, dig beneath the surface a little bit and start getting into it that you think actually that's really interesting or that's really fascinating mm. or you know that's really beautiful and uh, or actually just increasing your own awareness of your position as you were mentioning Rob your position in nature because we are whether we like it or not we're part of the natural world and of course a lot of our podcasts have hit on uh, various topics where you know we are part of the natural world and and the influence that we have you know, good, bad and indifferent is is quite profound. So, you know, that, that's that been another subject that we've been discussing many times and how we can sort of, you know, help out where we've been going down the wrong path for a few years. Just the, the tiny little things or the bigger things that we can all do, not just to help nature, but to literally going back, help our sort of feeling of connection and empathy to, towards it. Rob, what do you think you've changed within your lifestyle because of the pod? There's been a few things. Um, I mean, I'm definitely, I feel like I was to some extent before the pod um, environmentally conscious, like I definitely was, but I've that has definitely increased as a result. Like, you know, I'm much more, uh, I've got a keen eye for kind of um, looking for British produce, um, making sure that what food I'm buying hasn't, you know, the the air miles or just the general mileage is as low as it could be. Um, and I think with that has come probably a, a greater sense to kind of support local. So, you know, looking for organic and local vegetables and fruit. Um, we've done, we've spoken about kind of like buying local honey and supporting local beekeepers, all of that. Um, you know, I've definitely, I've definitely picked up um, more so over the last few months and well, 18 months or so. Um, and I think with that, that obviously encourages you, encourages you to cook more seasonally and eat more seasonally so um that as well is something that you know we do more of and and there's a mixture of kind of just naturally doing that as a result of like buying british but also you know through the homework and different bits and bobs which again is like a highlight for me of of the podcast you know doing these different things um to kind of demonstrate what's around us at the time um so yeah cooking seasonally um I think a lot of it is kind of revolved around food, to be honest. Like, um, mm. you know, obviously for the first time last year, I grew my own veg and I'd like mm. fully intend to keep doing that, you know, moving forward. So last year was famously the tomatoes and like moving forward, I'll continue with tomatoes and, and do a few other bits. But you got to use up this year's veg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think because, Rob, you and I have grown up in a time where you can access all foods at all times. I never really appreciated the seasonal um, value of, of, of actually just trying to kind of um, be more conscious of the foods that you're eating, not in terms of necessarily health, which is, of course, very important, but in terms of the season that you're in. And we all do it, obviously, when, you know, you might pick different fruit um in the summer or something but to really try I remember you posted that 
chart with the food, um, the seasonal food, and, and to really try and kind of align ourselves with the wider world around us. And I think that came down to the wheel of the seasons, didn't you call it, John, or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I like to think of it as a wheel because nature is perpetually sort of moving you know there's the seasons the, the there are as we've identified some specific sort of astro astronomical um timings which over history you know we've we've given them titles of you know for instance midwinter midsummer um, and first days of spring, summer, autumn, etc. Um, but in real terms, if if you know, just forget the calendar. Um, time just keeps moving forward, and nature just keeps moving, moving with it, sort of thing. And uh, so, um, you know, it's it it's an important concept because also things are transient, and uh, by that I mean. If you're particularly wanting to see, let's say, say uh, boxing hares or something like that, you've probably got a three-week sort of um, window in the year to do that because, you know, they don't do it all year round. Um, I went to see the wonderful Starling Murmurations the other week um, down in uh, Brighton and uh, again, that's a very much a winter behaviour that that will finish in a matter of, well, probably less, I think almost definitely less than a month now. Um, the flowering of things like snowdrops and crocuses, which we've got at the moment, just a few weeks and then it's done. And uh, so you, in order to sort of, if you like, um, immerse yourself in nature, Depending on what your your interest is, you can't put, you can't sort of shelve it for too long. If if you're interested in something, you've got to do it. It's almost you know a good message for life, isn't it? This, just do it. If you, if there's something you're interested in, get out, find out about it, and do it. But don't wait because the wheel of the year moves moves on, and everything's behaviour and lifestyle changes with it perhaps not so much with humans and this is one of the things that again um i know that we've we've talked about this because we've had this business of um you know technically uh if we've got like thermostats and stuff all set in our our houses we can we could maintain the same temperature year round we could live in shorts and t-shirt pretty much year round if we're indoors all the time um but it's probably neither good nor healthy to do so. It's quite nice. I think you were saying, Rob, that you've you've gotten used to wearing a good old woolly jumper and a couple of pairs of socks to keep yourself warm because you don't want the heating too high. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at carbon footprints, but we're also recognising the season and we're recognising that sort of, you know, those tiny little wonderful birds like my favourite little wrens, just a few grams of sort of, you know, flesh and bone. Humble wren. The humble wren. Getting through minus eight through the night, you know, probably getting on for a 16-hour night because of how early it gets dark and how late it lightens again. And there's mechanisms for dealing with that cold. So easy for us humans in the modern day to 
isolate ourselves completely from sort of what you might call nature's sort of battle with the elements so so and again it's just awareness you know we don't expect anyone to be uncomfortable whether it's hot or cold or hungry or thirsty you know we we all want to maintain our our comfort levels but it's good to appreciate nature to sort of test boundaries a bit sometimes i think something else that has massively um changed in my life i think as a as a direct result from the pod is just my perception of winter and i think we covered it in great depth last mm. winter you know around the and i can never say the word the mnemonic um, nice around, finally nailed it <laughs> yeah um <laughs> you know, around the ways in which you can sort of combat the winter blues. Mm. And I think your point there, John, around um, nature being transient and the wheel of nature, and it's kind of like, I think my perception, as with many perhaps, of like winter is that everything shuts down. So be it nature and also like human activity really in that you can isolate yourself you can seclude yourself um and you and yeah you hibernate through the winter but actually that's so far from the truth and actually to Mm. so to stop looking at um seasons uh you know they're not in unequal but they're just different and but there is like you say there's still so much happening in winter nature cracks on and actually we should do the same and i think that's something that i've tried to do the last couple of winters you know still make the plans to meet people still socialize you know do all of those things that you would ordinarily do in the other seasons and don't let you know the fact that the daylight hours are shorter in the winter Mm. or that it's a few degrees colder stop you from doing that and it's um i have to say like yeah winter just gone or you know that we're currently in really like to me it is now just another season which is Mm. i don't know it sounds like a trivial change but i think people like you say so many people have a huge issue with winter and struggle with it massively and I, i can't say i was ever really struggled with it but I was never that fond of it and didn't look forward to it. But now it's, um, yeah, my whole mindset towards it has changed completely. And that's definitely as a result of all of your wisdom and the mnemonic um, from last year. Mm. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I started to appreciate and I'll try and kind of articulate this is how nature is so perfectly balanced it's almost defined by its balance you know you 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 don't get an imbalance necessarily in nature it seems um it goes at its own pace everything kind of if if something starts to become dominant it can it seems that there is a way usually to balance that out um you know obviously there there is a kind of chain of command let's say but um it just seems like everything happens in nature at the pace it should and everything kind of works synergistically almost with each other to to try and achieve that balance and i think we can use that to bring a little bit of balance into our own lives um and that probably really it kind of explains why we're pausing the pod at the moment because you know i know i felt that i needed to to readdress the balance in my life and um and that actually is probably a lesson from from the podcast and from nature as a whole. Um, and also, I think that we need to, as humans, um, 
become more balanced with nature because otherwise it will find a way to balance us out. Yeah, yeah, um, good point. We won't yeah. beat nature. Um, you know, you talk about climate change. If we continue to imbalance the infrastructure, um, you know, nature will find a way to eventually get that balance back. So um, I think it's a great responsibility of, of everyone to to try and help achieve that balance, um, you know, on a macro and micro level, I guess. Um, mm. And that's something that I'll, I'll definitely take away. Um, I'm interested to know, John, if you've made any direct changes f- because of the pod, seeing as, you know, most of the things that you've talked about, you've probably been doing for the majority of your life. But is there anything new? I think for me, one of the things that... Um was probably most encouraging to be honest um was that i've i've i mean i've always been obviously interested in nature and i've always been really happy to share it to with anybody who's interested in nature and i think one of what the pod has really taught me is that actually there's a there's a, a need to gently sort of encourage everybody into this a bit like what you were just saying you know we we are a big part of it um and i i think sort of probably um it's probably helped me be a bit more confident about not being confrontational but actually um trying to uh i don't again it's difficult to articulate as you say i'd trying to maybe force the issue of engagement with it a bit more uh it's a i know it's a delicate thing because you don't want anything to be sort of to feel obligatory um but it's like for me i'm going to be i'm trying to be a bit more opportunistic about um using occasions to try and bring sort of you know the, the joy of it really uh, to people's attention so that they self-perpetuate their own interests thereafter and sort of, you know, I, I do this a lot with young people as well, obviously, because um, if a, a lot of the young people that I teach are not at all into nature, um, it doesn't uh, sort of, it just doesn't light their fire. And again, I go back to that little metaphor. I think it's just nature uh, wallpaper to them. Um, but you know where I'm working, we've we've obviously got an outdoor ed uh, facility which I've headed up, and uh, we're taking well, I'm t- just taking the opportunity a to introduce nature, a to introduce actually the effects of being in nature on health and well-being, and uh, but also to encourage activity within nature everything from green woodwork to just watching sort of wildlife to building and putting up nest boxes we were only last week in in our particular wood we've made a a barn owl box and a kestrel nest box and uh, we've put them up and even though those young people weren't necessarily interested in sort of what it was what was going on now that it's all been done and it's in place and you know that they're they're i know that they're desperate for those nest boxes to be used and that's that in itself is you know a, a ignition of interest 
And uh, so then the other thing which I think I've, it's probably changed me in that um, I've, I've always been a, an eternal optimist about things and I remain that. Um, I, I am optimistic that we can sort of act appropriately to sort of, you know, uh, work more in coordination long term with nature, try and address climate change, etc. But I think I've sort of seen that there is a place for actually um, being a bit more, I'm not going to use the word militant because it's not right, but things are a bit more of a moaning mini about the big corporations that aren't playing ball. I'm talking about just, you know, it might sound silly, but the the um, amount of plastics still used, single-use plastics by supermarkets, that's one thing that I'm thinking, well... I've tried to avoid it, this, that and the other, but actually I'm going to take it one step further and write to those companies and say, I will no longer buy that product because the plastic bag it comes in is not recyclable or recycled. And um, so that's sort of me trying to up my game a little bit on, on that, yeah. Mm. Let's talk highlights then in terms of either specific episodes or things from episodes. Rob, what have you got? I mean, the, the mnemonic stands out to me yeah. as like a real... Like, I mean, I use it to this day, really, and it to me it extends beyond... We, we obviously made it for the winter blues, but it extends beyond that. Like, um, you know, one of the points was around catching up regularly, um, you know, throughout that period, making sure you're uh, in touch with people, um, keeping up your kind of social uh, activity, etc. Well, as a result of that, me and my sister started to have weekly calls, and we still do to this day. And that's obviously not just something we do in winter, we do that year round. And it's like, that has been, yeah, a huge highlight for me. Cause, and I think it was because not only was it like interesting, like, I, like all of the episodes are, but it was, there was so much like, it was very practical and it was very, um, there was, it was almost like exercise based, wasn't it? You could really implement those into your own lives like daily. And it was, and so much of it was so simple. Like the, mm. I think the power of it was in its simplicity, like, mm. and mm. And again, like, you know, as much things like opening the blinds and letting as much light in and, you know, having all the house plants, so much of it was, yeah, so useful. And I use it to this day. And I think it was, you know, certainly um, one of the episodes that I've had most feedback on in terms of, you know, people found it so useful and they still use. So that's definitely up there that the the Winter Blues miniseries I thought was was really good. Yeah, it's exactly what I was going to say. And I was going to also say about the point that even though we designed it for winter, like it's so applicable throughout the year just for maintaining your general well-being. Mm. Um, the mnemonic. Uh, mnemonic. <laughs> Can't even get it right still. <laughs> the mnemonic. Every single thing that was included on that, minus maybe look for signs of spring. You don't want to obsess over that all year round. Um, <laughs> look look for signs of the seasons might yeah. be more relevant. Yeah. But um it, yeah, it's just something that I think that, you know, after this, I will print out and, and put stick somewhere and just be like, you know, try and hit as many of these each day as you can, really, or certainly each week. Um, so, yeah, I was really proud of what we achieved with that one. I'd say that was my highlight as well. Father, have you got another highlight? Well, I think, I mean, for me, 
Um, the, the feedback, I know that sounds a bit sort of like self-congratulatory, but um, the, the feedback we had from people was, was really sort of wonderful, I thought, and sort of like, you know, it gave me real heart. Uh, you know, the, the fact we had quite a few um, downloads, which surprised me and sort of I thought it was wonderful but also the fact we had people who fed back on what they were getting um, from things who might not even have a garden I think one of your friends Rob just had a balcony yeah and they were doing wonderful things on a balcony and that for me is just so so amazing um and uh my my chum Elaine sort of I know she's fed back to me on many occasions, because she she's bought into everything that we've said, have a go at this. She had a go at, like we sort yeah. of did, but, but but came good on sort of, this is what it's done for me. I've really loved doing this. And, you know, she, she used the, the sort of, you know, the phrase life-changing on a couple of occasions. And I think, wow, you know, that's just amazing to hear and just brilliant. And um, so... You know, it, it makes me really proud of it. If if we've touched a few people's sort of, you know, um, hearts and aspirations and stuff like that, and um, and just you know, in, enhance their enjoyment of sort of nature, then that's job done, really, isn't that? Mm. I'm sure I remember you saying, Rob, if we just uh, at the start, I'm sure you said something like, you know, if we can just uh, change one person's habits or kind of um, way of thinking, then you deem it a success. And I think it's fair to say that hopefully we've we've uh, achieved that. I've got some numbers, actually. Oh, hey. numbers game. Yeah, yeah go on. So, um, total downloads, what do we reckon? Mm. This, is a, this is to the nearest hundred. Ooh. And it's not 100. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't, wasn't it up to about 3,000 or something? Yeah, I was going to guess around 3,500 maybe. As it stands, 4,500. Wow. Mm, how many countries do you reckon we've hit? Oh, blimey. Well, Five? I listen to it on every holiday, so that's <laughs> going to be... John's going with five. Um... Higher or lower? Rob? I'll go higher. I'll say twelve. Oh, interesting. Forty-one. What? Wow. Different countries. Yeah. No way. Every continent minus Antarctica. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> a tough market to crack. You would have thought they would have liked the winter blues. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, it's it's officially global. We are worldwide. <laughs> Can you see the list of countries? I can see the list of countries. What's yeah. the most surprising country on there? Uh, that's a very good question. Let me have a look now quickly. So, um, so the top two are obviously the UK, and then you have got the United States. Um, so we've the top cracked five, America. We've cracked America. <laughs> um, so yeah, UK, the States, followed by Australia, and then we've got Germany and Canada. Um, below that, everything is considered 0% of the total. Um, but yeah, we, we go, you know, right right the way through. Um, wow, nice. India there, New Zealand. Yeah. Um, one person listened in Mexico. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> uh, likewise, one person in Brazil. Wow. So uh, yeah, we're, we're global. We're global. 
Amazing. Yeah, I'm surprised Spotify never got in touch for the exclusive deal, <laughs> like the Joe Rogan experience. They haven't but... yet. Check your junk emails, lads, because yeah. something must have been sent. To be honest, we haven't checked the Father Nature email in quite a while, so there's probably <laughs> a blank hundreds check. of requests in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously all the episodes are going to remain up. Yeah. And I think that... At this point, it's best just to say a massive thank you to both of you, uh, starting with you, Rob. Um, massive thank you for coming along on the journey with us as well, because obviously Dad and myself had done a little bit of uh, this before, and you were a newbie to any type of broadcasting, um, and I think you've been absolutely excellent. and really valuable to our listeners as well because you did so much in the early days of mm. uh, doing the homework and getting your sit spot and and the the listeners could really come on that journey with you and, and see the progression so that was lovely and obviously a massive thank you to you as well father for imparting your knowledge every episode um just to help other people and to try and make a difference in other people's lives you know that's all really this has been for um, well, it's been a great pleasure yeah, as much as we mm. might like to joke about it uh, it certainly doesn't make money and it actually costs money so um, uh, it, we, we've done it for for the joy of it but yeah. thank you very much for all your your research the hours of research you put in and then um trying to condense that down uh, we're still working on that but um <laughs> yeah. uh, and actually impossible. the 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 annoying thing for me is that what I've realised over the course of these 18 months is that you're both better broadcasters than I am. And I'm <laughs> technically a professional. Um, but when I'm doing the edit, I have to edit myself more than you two, oh. which is uh, completely uh, humbling, um, borderline humiliating, actually. Part of the reason why we're going to stop um, before it gets any worse. You've got to just chain yourself up. <laughs> yeah, but thank you very much. And a massive thank you to, obviously, every single person who's listened, yeah, shared, very got much in so. touch. Um, because you know that's why we've done it and we've we've mm. absolutely loved hearing from you and it makes it all worthwhile so things that you could do um you know if you wanted to we'd love to hear from you just how the podcast yep. has kind of um, impacted your life in any way um, we'll leave the kind of email address you've got the instagram as well at father nature hq and rob is going to be well they're kind of this this podcast almost marks the journey of your running a little bit as well rob in terms of time scale and it's going to culminate in you taking on your first marathon in april Fantastic. Uh, for a very good cause would you like to tell us a little bit about that and how we can sponsor you yeah sure and like you say it's definitely linked to the podcast really because you know my start like I think it's been fairly well documented like my running over the last couple of years and how it's been a huge um, tool for me personally with mental health and just a reason to get out in nature um, you know I've just loved it every I love it was really it's something that in the last couple of years like a real hobby of mine that I've really latched onto and each year it's kind of increased um, set myself new targets and new 
new goals and yeah this year I've decided to take the plunge and um, yeah do a marathon so um, doing it to raise money and awareness um, for postpartum psychosis so um, yeah it's uh, there's a great charity um, called APP who do amazing work providing um, sort of nationwide support peer support groups and helping conduct research into the condition and uh, just generally raise awareness and and help train um, healthcare organizations so yeah amazing charity and yeah just doing my bit to kind of raise awareness for for them and for the condition so yeah I'll I'll post it on the the Instagram link for anyone that would like to read more about it um and yeah I'll share it yes we'll put the link on the Instagram and in the uh, podcast notes of this as well um so well done for that Rob we're all very proud of you for doing that and um also it would be great if you guys could go to johnnytaylor.com because although the podcast may be uh pausing father will be continuing you know his day-to-day education uh, of the the great outdoors so there's an email newsletter that you can subscribe to yeah on that website, which is J-O-N-N-I-E-T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. We'll put it in the link and on the Instagram as well. Yeah. And I will be intending, by the way, just... Um, it won't be my my standard newsletters. is usually predominantly about the activities that I'm, I'm sort of running. Uh, but I'm going to be actually doing a, a much more Father Nature sort of flavoured, uh, almost like a bit of a blog, um, it won't be more than monthly, so don't worry about your sort of inbox being littered with anything. And, but it'll be much more about what's going on, how you can access it and for yourself, just like what we've been doing. Mm. And we would ask you, if you've enjoyed these episodes and you've enjoyed Father in particular, head to that website and please buy yourself a walk or buy a voucher for someone that you know who would really benefit from it. Uh, Father does loads of different walks throughout the year. And if every one of our listeners uh, <laughs> bought one, then it would make everything worthwhile, <laughs> even more so than it already is, uh, I should add. And I'd be um, exhausted. But yeah. Uh, but I think there is only really one appropriate way to end the podcast. <laughs> Um, and that is the way that we end every single episode so a uh, final thank you to everyone and on the count of three gents shall we indeed one two three enjoy, enjoy the nature, the nature. <laughs> <laughs> thanks all